0: Yo Shots fired for Fox sake, Shots fire for Fox sake,
1: you know that shots Shots fired yeah, you know the shots Shots fired yeah Shots fired, yeah. Shots, fired,
2: yeah. shots fired for Fox sake Shots shots fired for Fox
1: sake You know the shots Shots fired yeah You know the shots Shots fired yeah
2: <laughs> oh
3: lord we you start Everybody's laughing nobody knows <laughs> Well enough <laughs> But anyway It's Episode 7 Of Shots Fired In the hot seat As usual My cohort My co-defendants G What up, what up And Varys, Hello And Chisanga Now joining us On this stack episode Later on Will be The headliner Of a tremendous crowd, I have to say, taking place in Milan this coming Saturday. It's none other. Mr. Taster himself, the assassin to his friends. It's Baby and Edwards. But before we get there, I think it's only right. Ladies go first, and uh, what are you bringing to the table this week, G?
1: So, fellas, I have a quick disclaimer before I start myself is what I bring to the week yes I am a black woman from America but my opinions are that of my own and not a representation of all black women okay so I say that because sometimes I think that people that I'm tweeting with online or maybe even a listener or two of this show um fellas we might be the only black voices and opinions they hear so sometimes I feel the need to just kind of let them know hey it's just me Gina Mike Jasango and Kairos and we're just kicking it you know what I'm saying?
4: Mm -hmm. So, with
1: that being said, I wanted to talk about the way in which Tyron Woodley promoted his um, recent bout with Kobe. And I'm sure you all noticed that he showed up to that press conference in that red hat that said, make racist, catch the fade again. And we all know he was mocking that famous Trump hat that says, make America great. So, I actually like the anti-racism outfit he wore, or whatever you want to call it, because I thought it was perfect like an antidote to his rival Kobe that always flaunts his political views with his clothing. Like Chisanga, remember at that press conference at UFC 244, he even had a prop, mm. he had that damn book. You oh, know, yeah, that <laughs>
0: the, the, the Donald Trump Jr. Bro. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: when I saw Woodley, you know, kind of dressing up like him, I was down. I was down with it. I thought it was a fun, you know, cool promotional, um, you know, tactic. Here's where I think Tyron fell short for me though. I think when you're a black person in this world, you have to work twice as hard as your counterparts, and definitely twice as hard as your white counterparts. And it's just the way of the world if you ask me. I say this from my own experience to present day. So for those who don't understand, I'm saying, you know, for the folks that don't understand, this is what I'm saying, and for the folks that are just racist and don't want to understand, it's pretty simple. Black people get killed while getting arrested by the police all the time. And Dylan Roof murdered nine black people after praying with them in a church and was taken alive by the police and given a sandwich on the way to jail. You can apply that analogy to our daily black ass lives. You know what I mean? Like, that is just the perfect way to describe it. So I thought Tyron forgot about this standard that I speak of when he tried to mock Kobe's behavior. You know, like... So when he was at the um, press conference and everybody was asking him questions as far as the media, he kept saying, oh, black lives matter. I just hope they realize black lives matter. But he didn't go into anything else. And it reminded me of when Megan Olivi interviewed Colby and his response kept, You know, he kept repeating, Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. So I'm thinking Tyrone is mocking him for promotional purposes, but I'm like, Tyrone, you can't do what he he does. You know, like, you're black. You're held to a different standard. And I feel like his antics fell flat because of that. Like, because of Tyrone's antics, we were able to focus more on the obnoxious fighter calling him a terrorist more than him bringing awareness to Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like... Let Colby be unprofessional and the asshole. I don't think Tyron should have sat at a presser and did that. And Colby can get away with that behavior. And I'm not saying that Tyron acted just like him, but I just think he should have taken things a bit more serious in his promotion of himself and Black Lives Matter. And don't forget, like, I didn't... I didn't get the same feeling I get when I see LeBron James warming up with his team wearing a shirt that says I can't breathe. Like, that's deep to me. And then after he wears a shirt like that, he goes to a press conference and he answers questions about the game. And he's still wearing that shirt in silent protest. And to me, he's cognizant of that double standard. And I feel like in Tyron's actions, he was not. And even Leslie Smith, MMA's own, wore a T-shirt to Bellator 245 that said, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. And after she won the fight in her post-fight interview, she discussed the movement and how important it was for the the officers to be prosecuted. And lastly, fellas, when is Tyron really going to speak out against Mike Perry and him basically giving him the N-word pass? So, I don't know. To me, someone that suddenly... um, you know, fueled a racist idiot like Mike Perry is now touting Black Lives Matter at a press conference and now in an unprofessional way. Fellas, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. So I have a question for for both y'all. And here here it is. What did you think of Tyron Woodley's promotional tactics? And what good did it do for black people, the UFC and Black Lives Matter, if any? And I'm gonna start with the youngest member on our team, Cairo. You mean you I'm not the youngest you're always the youngest amongst
5: us <laughs> <laughs> you're a baby that's okay I like who I am anyway, um, I'm I'm kinda in between on this because I'm sitting here thinking about this and I'm like all right I I'm not I understand that a fighters cutting weight and they're dehydrating themselves and they're starving themselves so yeah you're going to be irritable and sometimes you don't want to talk to people like I, I wouldn't want to talk to motherfuckers if I'm cutting 30 pounds or whatever how much weight he's doing facts So I try to put myself in that position. I also understand, yeah, as a black person, you were under the microscope. When you were in the melting pot, you don't melt. It just boils over, you know? So I just, I want to root for him. And I want to be like, yeah, you know, that was such a great thing that Tyron did. He doesn't have to explain himself. He doesn't have to elaborate on the issue. And it's like, you kind of do because MMA fans are not NBA fans, are not... NFL fans or not whatever sport you want to think about fans like our fan base predominantly is probably Caucasian a lot of them don't understand the struggle a lot of people don't want to understand the struggle and a lot of people are looking to you to be a catalyst for their arguments to spring what off of like oh he had an opportunity to talk about it and look what he does he decided to act like a mannequin in front mm-hmm. of everybody and it's like oh okay I understand mm-hmm. people want to have ammunition to fire at the cause and I feel like he gave it to him to be honest with you and it doesn't help that he's not winning, I feel like a lot of people will get behind whatever cause you do if you are winning. Unfortunately, that doesn't make it right, and I'm not condoning it. But I'm telling you this: if if Tyron Woodley was still UFC champion and just abusing people in the octagon, he could say almost whatever he wants to, and people are defending. He it. would be more influential. Exactly. Yes. The same way people are defending yes. Colby for his actions. There are people every single time people talk about Colby on um Twitter. It's always that one person's person. But he can still fight, though. It's like motherfucker, that's not what we're talking about, though. But that's still a point. Right. People always yeah. want to throw that in there, so it's just like, yeah, T Wood, you messed up with this one. I'm falling in and out of love with the way you're presenting this cause.
0: <laughs> oh, I was waiting for somebody to say that. Well, here I was we waiting are. for somebody to say that.
5: Look, well, look, obviously, I'm.
0: I, I was happy to see see him wearing the shirt, and even I preferred the one uh, legalized being black. Me too. Because that, uh, I I think that resonates a bit more now in uh, because a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people think that the Black Lives Matter movement has been diluted by by so many pub- public figures or what have you and so many sporting uh, sporting leagues uh, taking the knees or and, and what have you But as I said I was happy for him to see uh, for him to see it and rep it but at the same time as Kyra said as, as a black man unfortunately you're under the microscope so to, to accentuate the, the voice of the movement that you're trying to get across you're going to have to elaborate on that and for him just to keep saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, yeah, it might have had the effect like for the first two or three questions or what have you, but there comes a point when you have to elaborate and you have to articulate your position and the position that millions of other people in the United States are in. And I mean, especially given the platform that you have there. Look, I'm sure there are maybe hundreds of thousands of people there that watch the press conference who may not be on board with the Black Lives Matter thing and may not believe that systemic racism exists. But if Tyron had spoken, if he had just convinced one person right. by just elaborating, then that's that's change. And so I think he dropped the ball there. But again, I was happy for him to, to well I was about to say put it back into the limelight, but it's it still is in the limelight, but he could have done so more so if he had elaborated on the subject.
3: You know something, G, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to hear you speak about your experience and how you were actually raised in terms of the rhetoric that, you know, your parents instilled in you in that, mm. you know, you're a black woman, you're a young black woman, and you need to actually do a thousand times better in terms of your efforts because of the fact that you are black. That's echoed by my own experience. That's echoed by my own raising. That's echoed surely across the board. But I just thought when you were speaking there, it's just amazing how much synergy and how much similarity there are to your experience and, you know, than there is to mine because they're exactly mirrored in terms of how that phraseology was instilled in me. Now saying that it would have taken minimum, minimal effort for you know, Tyrone Woodley, to actually read off his T-shirt. Legalise being black, what does that mean? Unpack that. Right. There's your talking point. Right. He had those cues. He had the visual cues in the hat. Make racist catch the fade again. Now, for me, it's minimal effort. It wasn't as though he had to go over and above and beyond to make up the spiel, the rhetoric. He had those visual cues but wasted it and in, in, in a way made a mockery of the platform that um, he effectively wasted there because there you have a captive audience of journalists, of media, who basically are hanging on your every word, who can actually amplify the message in its core, at its core, and did nothing with it. It's slightly disappointing. And also the fact that when given the opportunity, um, I think really and truly, perhaps give it to somebody else in his team that could amplify that. Yeah. But I didn't mm-hmm. see that happening.
1: Yeah. And I also, you know, what do y'all think about him? He's never said anything about the Mike Perry thing. Like, I, like at first I was like, oh, I really like his outfit. And I still do. I love the shirt, like Mike and Chisanga said. Mm. Like, I would wear that shirt. Like, that shirt is dope. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's Angela Hill and now Sahara Hubanks that are saying that, Mike Perry using that word is inappropriate. This is the guy that kind of gave him the pass. And it's okay, we all make mistakes, but fix it before you come out here and just say, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. You might want to actually act like Black Lives Matter too and just kind of fix the mistake that you made with Mike Perry. Once again, Mm -hmm. black women doing the right thing and coming out and speaking against him. You know, and
0: Mm -hmm. Tyron needs to own that. Yeah, like the... the 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 pass that you gave for Mike Perry. Look, I don't care if it was a situation. If I, yeah, I I don't care if Mike Perry was the the white member of D12. You know, mm-hmm. like how Eminem was. I don't care. Like you 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 don't flagrantly use that word or whatever. I, I, maybe in his circle of black friends or what have you. Maybe maybe they, he was just one of the boys and then they, right. they accepted him or whatever. But he knows he knows the meaning of that word especially like in, in the context he was using it to uh, who was it to to Michael J. White Yes. With one of the most random beefs that they were having and for Tyrant to give him a pass it like it, it annoyed me it, yeah. it, it annoyed me it really did and like, for him to never if,
1: speak on it again I get even giving mm-hmm. him the pass people make mistakes or just now you didn't expect Mike Perry now to leave the house with it and now use it now with you know maybe things happen it's life, right but what you do is fix it and you say hey man stop using it like that or my bad or publicly take it back address it it was just very strange to me to be
3: honest with you that kind of thing again is mirrored over in the UK particularly in the rap stroke drill scene you've had a few people quite prominent drill rappers come out recently on um, online talk shows to say that they are sorry using the n-word and they have come or become comfortable with it because their black friends uh, either um, say it's okay or give them a pass basically make them feel comfortable with using it that is why they've continued to do it because they've got that pass so to be honest with you Mm. whilst it's not right i totally understand when you grow up around um a certain culture You'll yeah. take it on now, if all around you all your friends are using that rhetoric, you'll pick that up now, I can't for a second you know believe that we've gone from um we're going to give Mike Perry a pass to Black Lives Matter and, you know, I, you. I'm, I'm, I'm blacker, blacker than the blackest. Um, and it, it, I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> like, with that. Blacker than,
2: we,
1: right. blacker than but, Wesley Snipes. black, be, black. Be,
3: be, be, <laughs> be consistent is all I'm saying. Yeah. If you're going to give him a pass, give him a pass consistently. Um, tone down the Black Lives Matter and uh, let, ra- mm. or or let racists catch the fade again. Tone down all of that. Just be consistent mm. is all I'm asking. But be professional. Understand.
1: Like be professional. Understand. Like be at a press conference. Answer the people's questions about the fight, and also ask, "Hey, what's your hat about? What's your shirt about?" Just like LeBron yeah. James does. For him to come mm-hmm. out and act like a tool was just me thinking, like, "Hey, you can't do what Kobe does, Tyron. Don't forget that. You know, I think, you, well, <laughs> you okay. have to be better than that standard mm-hmm. that you're being held to." Like, you, I just did not like. I loved it initially, but he dropped the ball. Go ahead, Chisaka.
0: Yeah, I, I part of me, part of me thinks that maybe he he just didn't want to elaborate for fear of the the onslaught that would come back from Colby Covington because you know full well Colby would have gone into that press conference anticipating Tyron mentioning Black Lives Matter and he probably would have had facts and made up stats like memorized so he can just rattle yeah. off at, at Tyron and, may, and maybe Tyron didn't want that verbal exchange yeah. and may, maybe he didn't feel that he could be the well, he was the right person to have that verbal exchange to deconstruct all the, the arguments and the BS that, that Colby has so if that's the case then I can understand to a certain extent mm. but again as I said before I still feel that the ball was well and truly I dropped can't,
5: I can't understand <laughs> it, I can't understand it at all I'm sorry, I was thinking about it and I was trying to shoot him some bell you are almost 40 years old, you're telling me <laughs> you couldn't you, I'm gonna, oh. no, for real, you're almost 40 years old you're telling me you couldn't do some research at all, you, you don't want to get in verbal alter. Nah, that's This man true, that's isn't true. the director of civics at Harvard. He's a professional fighter like you. You guys are on equal footing as far as intelligence is concerned, or whatever you're capable. Both college grads. Are you seriously that afraid of that man? Do that. It's like that scene from. Have you guys mm. seen The Boondocks? Okay, well nah, I'll give you bro. a little bit of a quick segue. It's like, this. there's this one rapper from the Boondocks. He was very outspoken against violence, and but he was encouraging it. He was like the stereotypical rapper. But then when Obama got into office, he wanted to jump on the train and wanted to support the cause, really didn't understand what he was supporting or who he was supporting or the ideals. <laughs> and so they got him on a talk show. They got him like on an all-white talk show to kind of ambush him. And they were like, what are the three branches of government? And then he was like, uh, well, there's the main branch and then everyone started laughing at him. They were like straight up gassing and like making fun of him And one of the white guys stood up and he's like, well, if you're a black leader, I'm glad I'm white And that's how I felt when I saw Tyron Woodley answering those questions I'm like, wow, if someone white was watching this, they're probably thinking I'm glad I'm white If, if someone like that is going to represent their people like I was Embarrassed and I tried to like peel it back and say, well, what if there was under this It's so Either just don't talk about it don't hype this up, or yeah. you got to go all in. I'm sorry, bro. Like you're afraid to verbally talk to Kobe Covington, but you're not afraid to fight him in the octagon. Like, bro, no. I'm sorry, no. Right,
1: right. I no valid
0: point. I, I I get what you're saying. I
1: agree.
3: You know that kind of like nicely segues into as we are talking about Covington, and as we are talking about um, Woodley uh, during the UFC uh, Vegas 11 post-fight press conference. Um, Dana White, he actually was fielding some questions about you know things that UFC fighters say and um, you know one of the things that was brought up was that uh, Colby Covington called Tyron Woodley a domestic terrorist sympathizer. Now this is against the background of videos which were actually circulating which ESPN were actually pumping out. and uh, in that video, Covington was uh, saying to Kamaru Usman, he, he asked him if he had a call, if he got a call from his uh, from his little tribe, because um, Kamaru Usman was, like, kind of, I suppose, teasing Covington about receiving a, a call from the president, and how, you know, gushing he was over the phone. Now, Covington shot back about, you know, did you get a call from your little tribe? Did they give you smoke signals? Now, I'm going to give Dana White a pass on that comment there because when asked about, you know, is it okay then, Dana? Um, Is that sort of like overstepping the mark, you know, calling someone a domestic terrorist sympathiser? In terms of chronology, I hadn't um, kind of like got it on my timeline and that makes me think that what Covington said to Kamara Usman came after that question. Now, in answer to, you know, the domestic terrorist sympathizer comment. Then White um, replied, "Look, one of the things that we've never done here in the UFC is stop people from expressing how they feel about certain things inside or outside the octagon." And uh, he was saying, "Oh, even if it's me, if it's about me, uh, who's more about free speech oh than we are?" Now, Corey
0: Anderson that, begs to differ.
3: That that was that was his retort. Now, for me, I have a big problem with that because. Look at the climate we're in, Dana White. Read the room. Have a look at what's going on in the streets. Do you really think it's good to actually stoke those fires? Or could you pull your boy aside, maybe, and just say, maybe turn it down? You know, read the room, Covington. But when you look at, in hindsight, in the rearview mirror, that now Dana White has 20-20 vision because he now has a full picture of what was said between... Covington and Kamari Usman. He now has a complete picture mm-hmm. where ESPN actually pulled that um, broadcast or pulled that um, snippet from the website and from oh, I bet, yeah. from, I, I from, I from Twitter. Did they? Also, yes. Also, and um, the fact is, BT Sport. Um, I think it's um, Adam Cattrell was an interview with Covington. They pulled that interview too because. Um, I think it was Nick Pete and, and Adam Cattrall who were talking on another podcast, and, which I really do recommend, listeners. Fight it's Disciples. The Fight Disciples. They were talking on there that Covington was in an interview with Adam Cattrall and was talking the same sort of guff, the same sort of rhetoric with the same sort of vim. Now, BT Sport obviously pulled that for a reason. So why, in hindsight, knowing all of this, putting all the pieces together, have the UFC not said anything? My question to you, and what I wanted to bring to the table, is is twofold. One, are people getting bent out of shape over rhetoric? When you think about it, this is rhetoric. People ultimately are getting in the cage and beating the absolute shit out of each other, unless you're running. But also, (laughs) um, should... um, should we put Dana White on blast in in hindsight for not actually saying anything when he has the full range of the facts?
0: Um, okay, I'll, I'll 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 chime in on this. Obviously, I I, I couldn't believe what I uh, what I saw from what I heard from Colby the the next morning. I I I genuinely couldn't believe it, and I I was quick to tweet out my anger. And then, like you, Mike, my my mentions were just. We're, we're a mess but Ridiculous yeah. My mentions were a mess a and Initially right. Yeah uh, I know And I'm still getting Notifications from a, To this day but, To this day <laughs> To this day, <laughs> <laughs> this <Yeah>. this day. <laughs> <laughs> That is so, so relevant right now though. It, Yeah yeah. <laughs> I say to this day is only like two days Two or three days ago But, but anyway um, And my immediate reaction was what has Dana White said? Anything, said anything about this? Has, has this been put to put to Dana White? And then, obviously, as as you said, I wasn't initially aware of the the chronology, but I later did become aware of it that that must have happened when I think Dana was probably fielding questions from the media because that's yeah. what the UFC tend to do. They tend to the broadcast partners get the uh, the main event winner or the main event loser as a, as the post fight press conference is going on, and then we have to wait for them. So. I think when Dana was was, uh, was uh, when the question of uh, reining in some people was uh, was put to Dana, he was just going based off what had been said up in, in the build up, not mm-hmm. off Covington's blatantly racist remarks, And anybody that I, I I can't believe that there were people even trying to to doubt whether or not that was a racist remark. And as, as I said to so many people, it's like ask yourself why he would ask Kamara Usman, who's Who's who's, who's a Nigerian-American Why would he ask him If your tribe has sent you Smoke signals And if you uh, Yeah A a lot of people Were being incredibly Facetious Or what have you But Okay I'm, I'm, I'm digressing anyway But back to the point About Dana I do give him a pass For that Had had Colby Covington said that in, uh, in, 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 in an altercation with Kamaru Usman I in the octagon that was where the microphones picked up, the cage side microphones, and say Joe Rogan was interviewing both of them at the same time, like, like kind of like how DC was with Brock Lesnar, UFC 226, and then that had been heard for everybody to hear, had he, not, had he said the same thing that he said in the press conference, I would have been vexed. But in this, in this situation, I am not as vexed as much. Mm-hmm.
3: But, but um, just, sorry, just to oh, press the issue with you, mm-hmm. Chisanga, just so that I put, probably clarify my question. Are we getting bent out of shape for nothing? This is rhetoric. That's the first mm-hmm. question. Secondly, mm-hmm. in hindsight, white has the benefit of all the tapes, which have now been pulled, and um, the... Uh, social media um assets have now been pulled, he will have the benefit of knowing yeah. that and knowing what they contained. So as I say, two questions. Based on that, am I am I getting bent out or are we getting bent out of shape for nothing? These are athletes who are gonna ultimately punch each other in the face. But two, is it a case of well, White now knows? Why haven't you said anything?
0: Okay, so well, here, here are my uh here are my responses to that in terms of your first question, asking, "Are we getting bent up shape?" Okay, yes, everybody will say, "Yeah," but it's a cage fight, blah blah blah. They're going to fight each other or what have you. Mm. But what what is dangerous? What is very dangerous is that Colby Covington is being allowed to call Tyrone Ridley a domestic terrorist sympathizer and a Marxist and a communist, and nobody is challenging him. That is a very, very, very like. We're wading into very deep and murky waters. If, it, speaks if, if, if yes. it speaks volumes. it speaks volumes, especially especially given this current climate. I mean, you. Yes. Yes. There's there's people on 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 both sides of uh, on the right and the left who uh, who are extremists who who might hear that and then be like, okay, I might I, I live near Tyrone Woodley. I'm gonna go take this motherfucker out. And again, like. Was it last week or the week before That um, somebody walked up to two two police officers Just in their car and just shot him We don't know if this is somebody That's been radicalized from the far far left So you can imagine it conversely That could happen from the far far right Where you get some crazy UFC fan Who's a Colby Covington, Donald Trump diehard fan It's like you know what Tyron really is a a terrorist I'm going to drive across state lines and go kill him Look at what Kyle Rittenhouse just did like right. not too long ago Do you know what I mean? Yeah So I don't think we're getting Bent out of shape With with rhetoric And in terms of Why the UFC Haven't said anything yet I'm gonna wait Until the end Of the UFC 253 broadcast Because that would be The ideal time For them to put out A message beforehand And say we don't condone Blah 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 Anything And that would be Using the biggest platform Available to them mm. If that doesn't happen Then I would say Well then Serious and even more serious questions have to be asked.
1: Let me hop on this real quick, Mike. I think I can answer your question. Like As far <laughs> as getting bent out of shape, I don't believe racism is like rhetoric or like an opinion. It's a set of systems, beliefs, and ideologies for people that look like me and you all I'm talking to. It's, it's a system that is you know, meant to oppress in every facet of the word. And I don't think that's something that, you know, bent out of shape. No, that's something that's disgusting, vile, and should be, you know, um, condemned to me. It's 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 horrible. And yes, Dana White should be put on blast for this. Why? Because I think there's a double standard that exists. I don't think a black fighter could say the things that Kobe Covington said. You can't reverse the rules. No. That's bullshit. Dana's mm-hmm. lying, okay? Mm-hmm. That Kobe Covington didn't do that. If Tyron Woodley was like, oh, crack of this... Um, this this and that or you know we're gonna burn this place down we're gonna burn America down Dana White would shut that shit down so I don't believe in none of that okay and so yeah we should put him on blast and then it's not even just racism with Dana White he's just a little bit of a liar here you can't even talk about (laughs) (laughs) Connors you can't even talk about (laughs) Connors allegations of rape let alone black fighters you know really taking this you know becoming a character and maybe kind of taking this too far so, yes, we put Dana on blast. Absolutely. Uh,
5: and one thing I, I get so frustrated with, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a Cornell West or I'm like a civics expert, but I, like, I learned a few things. I, I do my research you know, I look at stuff and it's always the same people who want to hide behind the Constitution of the Amendment. It's like, we, we all support freedom of speech. Well, you can say whatever you want. I'm not going to infringe upon your rights, so you can't expect me to do it to you, and I can't expect you to do it to me. The people who say that don't even understand the First Amendment, first of all. You can't say whatever you want. You can't say whatever, whenever, and however you want. You can, Try going to an airport and shouting, BOMB! Try going to a theater and shouting. You don't have the freedom of speech. Try talking bad about the president about what harm you may or may not commit against them. They will be at your door. They will be at your door in twenty four hours. So as far as this freedom of speech goes, that's not true. And the people who echo that sentiment don't know about the First Amendment or any amendments. They just talk around these these terms that a lot of these pro America people use that they hide behind that they truly don't even understand. And I'm, Uh, we have yeah, like I'm so sick and tired of people. Who are who call themselves patriots who don't even understand the laws that patriots set aside for this country like It's it's really I'm not gonna say I'm surprised that Dana white is like taking the stance and that he's doing these things and he's lying And he's like playing it up But I am gonna say he does have a history of allowing stuff to slide like remember when Daniel and DC were talking yeah. and then um It was like Daniel was talking about I said Daniel DC Daniel and John were talking and Daniel was talking about John's wife's uh, ass and then they were talking about Oh your wife's ass fat. No your wife's ass fat. I wouldn't slap it I wouldn't slap hers like they were going back and forth and it wasn't it wasn't friendly like them laughed about it It was actually them serious and they had just gotten into a fight backstage and it like it was it was like Boiled on me. You let that go. So I'll give him that he lets a lot of people say a lot of different things. But I do think at a certain point, there has to be a line drawn in the sand. I don't think he should have let them say that with Daniel and um, John. I don't think he should have let Kobe go along and say what he said. And if we're just being frank, I'm telling you, this is going to escalate. I remember seeing a clip in boxing. It, it might have been boxing. You guys probably know better than me because I'm no boxer. And one fighter said, this fight's going to be less competitive than a gang rape. And I was just like, what? I was like, oh I, was like God. I, was, wow. I was like, I was I was like, how? And they, they I don't think anyone was talking about it. I don't I don't know though granted
1: like how do we get here yes like, like
5: he, but he actually <laughs> said that and I was just like no one's gonna challenge that or tell him no everyone just kept going I was right. just like what but we're gonna get to a point in anyway where it gets to that point and we're already getting to the point where people are fighting each other at press conferences, has happened a few times and I'm telling you like it's gonna get worse
1: Absolutely. I said that yeah. last week. I told everybody, buckle up. It's going to get worse. And then Dana gives this green light for it to get worse. Hey, you know, this is the type of place where you can speak your mind. Okay. I wait for a black fighter to do that, but okay, Dana.
0: Well, I, all, all I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't be surprised that if Colby Covington gets the next title shot, or, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? If. If they're going to try capitalize on this, I mean, look at look at the um, look look at the, the the rhetoric and the negativity with the Kabim Nurmagomedov Conor McGregor matchup yep. that they capitalized they love on. It. Can you uh, yeah? Can you imagine like I mean, the whole of America would be would be uh, would would tune into well, I say the whole of America, but you you know uh, that whole of the American demographic that watch combat sports would tune in to watch Kobe versus Kamaru too because that would literally just be down the middle white versus black 100%. I al- that's that's
1: I also think Dana might even throw in Shamayev at some point at Usman. I, w- I I suspiciously think that Dana would does not mind getting rid of Usman. You know, like I d- don't be surprised if Shamayev wins a fight or two and the next thing you know he's fighting Usman. I think Dana wants to get him out of here that's just my personal theory but I totally but, agree uh, if with
0: they were to, but if they were to do that like I, I've like look obviously the, the world is completely on pause like in the UFC can't go expanding into new territories but with Adesanya and Kamaru Usman they've got the keys to Africa right there Right there in their hands, and with Francis and Ganu as well. But it's like, but Dana and,
1: doesn't revere them. I just saw an article where Dana was like, "I don't really care for Israel Adesanya's walkout," and I was like, "What? They are straight yeah. fire choreographed." dope well put out you know what I mean like better than fucking Henry Cejudo making pillows and kicking them across a room like (laughs) get the fuck out of here are you serious Dana and then but you know you see the difference though but Connor can come out with Sinead O'Connor to that boring ass song and have the fight (laughs) take like 20 fucking minutes
2: you You know what I mean like y'all don't
1: see this shit or is it just me I see it so Good, I, good luck I like with the making dude. Izzy and, and, and Usman stars when the president's just like, ah, eh, they're all right.
0: I like the foggy do by the way. Going into Big, I think it's good. Oh, I think man, it's, I can't stand
3: it. it's it's a dead intro. Thank <laughs> it's you. A, uh, it's, 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 it's hella weird. No, 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 no. Hella My, weird. no,
0: Mike. Okay, Mike. When you're actually there and you and like in the atmosphere in the arena, come on, you've you've experienced it before. Like you know what it's like. Yeah, well, but Sully hypnotized. Well, I know it's
1: hella weird. Weird.
5: This is <laughs> Sully. <laughs> no, just drop that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. <laughs> I'll so <laughs> put you
5: sorry. I like it. It's a bop to me. I'm not gonna sit here
1: and lie. I like it. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll take hey, Israel man- flipping ass and dancing with his friends over Connor coming out flipping For some ass. like weird Halloween music that gets the crowd excited. See I'm that good. that's
0: one that's one thing I like about Bellator. There's more pageantry with the walkouts, but who are the, the, the promotion who are the best of the best when it comes to walkouts without a doubt is KSW. If people don't know about the walkouts of KSW, you need to get to know because mm. some of them are arguably some of the most iconic that I've seen in uh, all the mixed martial arts, man. So. Yeah, I, I just wish the UFC would allow fighters to have more originality. They and do. Be more creative with with their. They uh, do. With their walkouts. If
1: you're Conor McGregor, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just wait. Like, is uh, it, it, it? Is he? Well, I hope he does something dope this weekend.
1: I think he's going to. I think he's going to ignore yeah. Dana White and keep doing what he does. That's how he got the Puna's, Puma sponsorship. Like, he doesn't really yeah. need the president, but it would help if Dana White kind of pushed him in that direction too, the same way he does other athletes. You know, like yeah. you said, he has Usman and Izzy as African champs. Let's go. Let's, let's push this. But look what he does for, like, Welly Zhang and other, other international stars. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's not a coincidence, but that's just me though.
3: Speaking of foggy dew and getting back to Dana White and press conferences, it would seem like a few of the uh, journalists assembled there were listening or even watching the conference, press conference through a, a foggy dew. Don't you think so, Chisanga?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I need to compose myself before I, I say some shit that,
2: yeah.
0: that, that, that gets me ostracized from circles. Basically, my, my, my grievance... My grievance with some of the, some of the, uh, some of my colleagues. Obviously, I was about to say some, some of the media. They are indeed my colleagues. Is that they haven't pulled up Dana White on, on comments made by by Colby Covington, or other inflammatory comments made by other fighters? Now, we were just talking about him and the, the foggy do. Obviously, we all remembered the the build-up and the vitriol between Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov, and mm-hmm. we all remembered that uh, that pre-fight press conference. I believe it was at Radio City in New York, where some of the things that Conor said were were just well, I thought were downright is 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 Islamophobic, in, in particular the, the the comment where he called him a mad backwards c c word, and then uh, when he. Uh, when somebody said salala alaikum" to Habib, he mocked that. If you if you remember that as well, so yeah, I'm 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 just I'm I'm just at a loss for words that I haven't seen members of the media, particular in America, because I've seen members of the of the media over here and. Uh, you you brought them up earlier today, uh the boys at fight disciples uh, Adam Carroll and Nick Pete because they did a whole segment of colby's uh, comments being racist i, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen i haven 't seen any other outlet apart from Andreas Hale but he's obviously he's, he's obviously a, bl- a black man so
3: he's gonna he's gonna come out and say this to be fair and I, they need to be shared that as well yeah the bash um Pee- oh yes of Cale course and- I, was, I was just listening no, to girl. them today and I was
0: just texting PT today oh for god's sake I love you PT he's he's he, he's my favourite media member screw you Mike but, no. <laughs> but no, I'm joking I'm joking nah, PT's Pee- my boy but yes they they also they also talked about this as well and I can't believe I, I I forgot about them because I was literally just listening to it today as a, as I made my breakfast but so many outlets have yet to to write anything about it or even tweet anything about it so my question to you is guys are are media members afraid of of rocking the boat and and, and losing credentials over doing the right thing because to me I think that's well and truly evident
3: I think they have an objective when they get there. We all know the person who asked the first question at each and every press conference. I'm not dissing him, but it needs to be said. That is a platform, that is a massive platform that my guy actually operates from, but yet we hear the vanilla questions, we hear the sop- mm-hmm. soft-soaked uh, questions, but we don't ever see or hear any pushback or challenges. Now, that would have been an ideal opportunity to you know, set the tone with questions that matter. Now, for me, I can understand that he's got his meat and potatoes that he's got to get out of the way because yeah. his leadership demand it. But don't be using your platform on the one hand to say black lives matter. I'm not saying you support the organization, but literally black lives do matter. And then on the one hand, when you've got an opportunity to actually represent, to actually say something meaningful, to actually use your platform for the good, you're quiet. And he's not the only one. The thing that I've reckoned or, 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 or I've come to terms with is that there are no friends in this media industry. Everybody's in this for themselves. Ultimately, they've got a job to do. And in order to do their job, they have to keep their credentials. So to answer your question, it's two things. Yes, they want to keep and curry favor with the UFC. That's why you'll get the soft soaped questions. That's why you'll get things that don't rock the boat. But I suppose the key thing here is that's what keeps them in, in employment, the fact that they are um, allowed to be credentialed and to rock up to the press conferences and to have access to those uh, UFC quote unquote superstars. So there's that.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: I think that maybe just maybe there is a sense of, you know, well, I I, I don't want to say alignment. I'm trying to choose my word carefully here, but sympathy, I guess, because if I actually don't say anything about something which is glaringly obvious that I should be saying something about I'm complicit. There's no other way of looking about look looking at this. It made me angry. It made me absolutely livid when on these shores I won't re- I won't actually um rep or even uh recognize the actual outlet, but you have an outlet over here, Scottish outlet. That's actually spewing forth just racist bile. But -hmm. the thing that really burned and really made me really fucked off, yes, fucked off about that whole thing, wasn't the racist bile. It was the followers who follow me and follow this other outlet that left these comments unchecked. And it made me think, there is no friends in this business. There is no camaraderie beyond just well, I suppose just gestures, because the amount of people who follow this outlet, who then turn up in my DMs, who then turn up in my WhatsApp, asking for this favour, asking for that favour, oh, how do you do this? Can you give me the content for that? But yet are silent. So going back to, you know, the whole um, reason why we've got this kind of like deafening silence, and it is, there are a few people who have actually put their heads above the parapet. Trent Rhinesmith, he's got to be, you know, yeah. actually shouted out for this. We do give him a hard time when he's continually Mr Grumpy. He's the grumpy old man who is shouting down at the UFC. And I think, you know, for I would say ninety-nine point nine percent of the time for good reason, I think he deserves props because he has been the loudest on this. He has been the most consistent mm-hmm. on this. And I just wish if we'd see that, you know, amongst our so-called peers and colleagues.
0: Well, I got to give a shout out to the sole journalist who did actually quiz Colby Covington on some of his uh, his post-fight statements, where he he called he called Time Woodley a communist and a Marxist, and that is Rodney James Edgar of big Side Press. Mm-hmm. Big, big up, Rodney James Edgar, because I mean. I, I, I'm sure he wasn't thinking this at the time and thinking, oh, yeah, I could potentially lose my credentials for asking this question, blah, 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 given the magnitude of the issue. But I mean, that that that's a distinct possibility. But he challenged Colby Covington. And we, we all saw Colby. He didn't he didn't have a it, there was there was no educated response and uh uh, rodney put out a tweet afterwards i I think he said uh, i've got it up here he said i purposely avoided being too confrontational with, with colby because it wasn't the time or the place but i wanted to see him held accountable for his incendiary incendiary comments the rhetoric is far more damaging than your typical trash dog look at the state of relations in the united states that is a man who did his journalistic duty that on that night 100%. 100%.
1: And the best way he so, could in that environment and as well.
0: Exactly, exactly And that's what as well. I think we're but,
1: asking of these people to try. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like just rock the boat a little bit. Just raise shout out it. To him. Just yeah. ask the yeah.
3: question. Why yeah. has he got to be the lone voice pissing right. in the wind? Why not collectively, you know, first of all, show where you
1: stand on it. But I suppose more importantly, back your colleagues. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Y'all gonna turn me into somebody old black grandmother. Um, (laughs) No, I'm serious. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back to y'all. It is what you're saying. There are some media members that are not rocking the boat because they fear being canceled by the president or being that, you know, blackballed, you know, and labeled. And there's also media outlet where they support this rhetoric. Racism exists in every facet of the word. Mm. Of 100. the world in journalism, MMA media. At my job, at if I go on the street right now, someone might think I'm going to steal something. It's all forms of racism. You know what I mean? So, like, yes, and and between me and you, y'all, and the listeners, I have a friend in MMA journalism. And right now, my DMs and I will not name this person. He's pissed off at the way in which his, you know, outlet covered this um, story, and he's livid. OK. And there's just sometimes you just can't rock the boat because your peers and the place where you work are fine with what Colby said. And they they don't feel yeah. like they need to rock that boat. So don't forget things aren't always so black and white and that when racism involved, it gets complicated. And I'm telling you, there's some racist MMA media. And you all heard that racist podcast I tagged y'all in in that um, damn um. What's it called? In, yeah. the, in the chat? We, we, mm-hmm. These things we exist. Won't, we won't mention it, yeah. yeah. No, I will not. I will not dare mention it. But we know mm. these things exist. So let's not just think, oh, I don't want to get my uh, media credentials cancelled. Some of these people are racist.
3: Oh, 100%. And that reminds me, I wished at the time I would have fucking punched his teeth down his throat. But there was an ex-member of the UK MMA media. Who called me a black bastard? And I wish at the time what? I had basically floored him, but I didn't. I kept my composure and kept it moving.
1: And Mike, you expect Just this person to challenge Colby Covington or Dana White on what they said? You. You, you see, you see thank what you. I'm saying, y'all? Like, come yes. on. Shit. No, I completely, Mike. You did yeah, the right did. thing
0: there. To be honest, you you did the right thing because all. N- 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 People around you might not have heard the comment, but people would have just seen exactly. you throwing the punch. And exactly. guess what, Mike is. Remember that yeah.
1: standard I discussed. Mike can't do that. Nope. You know what Thank I you. mean? Yeah. That's how I see yes. it. And Mike, Mike would not hold him to that standard. And I believe, just from talking to Mike long enough, I believe Mike holds him to that standard above that standard. And what you're supposed to do if you want to be successful? So there's no way, Mike, you could have knocked that guy out. And something tells me nah. you knew it.
3: Hmm. Hence the reason why I kept it moving. There you go. Mm -hmm. Kairos, I'm interested to hear your thoughts.
1: I just
5: like, uh, I want to go off on a tangent, like, but I feel like that's irresponsible because G reeled me back in when she said that there's a lot of people who are in position to do something, but they just don't have the permission to. And so I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give them some slack, especially if MMA journalism is your primary source of income and this is your career and this is your path. I understand yes. you have to, you're going to have to make sacrifices. And I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and try and nail people to the wall because let's just be real. Even if they don't fire you, people will find a way to try and just rub dirt on you and tarnish. You. you mentioned Trent Reznor. So people, people rail him to the floor every time he puts out an article just because they don't like him, just because of the persona that people put place on him. And that's, that's not necessarily... Yeah, he's labeling. Exactly, he's labeled. Yeah. And it's, it's so messed up because he had, like, one of the biggest fall from graces in the perception of people over this whole, like period and it's unjustified i'm telling you right now this man could write the perfect article this man could write the perfect anything and there would always be people discrediting him he could he could create the cure for AIDS right now and i'm telling you because it came from trent ryan smith i'm not getting that needle from him i'm not i'm telling you like there's just certain things that happen to you because you speak up and it's unfortunate i'm not going to sit here and try and tell and try and discourage people from speaking up but i am telling you this you better be prepared to like wear those shots on you when you start speaking up. You gotta be prepared. Every single time I try and talk about black people and mm-hmm. black rights, I prepare. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready for these notifications to pop because they are coming. And that's just that's just Twitter. Imagine yeah. in the workforce. Imagine the office. Like you got your you supposedly friends and colleagues challenging you, and they're exposing their bias and they're exposing uh, their Freudian slips to you, saying stuff. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact, in the workplace, if people are still in their offices, I don't know if you guys are still doing that media, but if there's, I know you guys got to deal with that, hearing people say certain things. Because I'm I'm working a security job, and this one dude walks up to me, is like, oh, the hooligans just show up. I look at the line, it's a whole bunch of black people. I'm like. Bro, they're all coming really? to buy stuff. What the, what what do you mean? So I'm just telling y'all, like, it's everywhere. And for y'all and yeah. for not y'all, but for people to act like it's non existent is one thing. But for people to be afraid of the consequences is, is a completely different situation. I'm willing to not like hold people to the grinder for that.
0: hmm Yeah, no, like I, I, I remember the it was it was in January actually that it was the UFC two forty six uh pre fight press conference and I don't know if you guys watched the press conference, but when the journalists from the New York, New York, you know what I'm going to say. When the journalist from the New York Times asked that question to Conor McGregor about the, well, the New York Times named him as somebody that was uh, linked to li- linked to a, an alleged sexual assault. But do you remember the the vehement yes. booing that came that came across? I was I was I was I was sat next to uh, I was stood I was stood next to Morgan Campbell. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a freelancer right now But I know he does stuff for the New York Times I was was, uh, sat next to him When he asked that question And man it just It was bad and then I just saw his Mentions for like afterwards And whatever because somebody Obviously did their due diligence and figured out who he was And whatever it's just It's like you say like you've got to Like you've got to be prepared to (laughs) To take these shots for doing the right Thing and somebody who I think probably does that on a regular basis is uh, Kareem Zidane who's probably 100%. the best gr- yeah, who's probably he's the best gripe he's the best gripe in mixed martial arts hmm. he he, he, he sh- well I, I, I like Kareem a lot but, but th- this is not, not me being biased but if well if I was to vote for MMA Journalist of the Year obviously it's not these access based journalists these access based journalists they do great things as well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock them for that but it would be I'd vote for Kareem because yeah. he Delves into the investigations. Yeah. Well, he does delves into it. He starts investigations and gets to the root causes of these problems and these issues. So, has he
3: ever been nominated? Has he ever been on sure the shortlist? list?
0: I'm not sure if he has, but it's an absolute travesty. Yeah. If that's not the case. Yeah. All right, Karis Okay, I thought y'all were going to
5: say some more. I was about to. Okay, anyway.
0: Nice. Nah, nah, nah.
5: Your boy Leon's in the hot seat. Okay, he's in trouble. He's interrupted. I remember we were talking about this man a few months ago. Not even a month ago, a few weeks ago. And I was like, listen, he should fight Wonder Boy. He's right in his realm. And if he gets a win over Wonder Boy, it's hard to deny you a title shot. If we're just being realistic here, especially being on the win streak that he's on. And the nicest guy, allegedly, in the UFC calls him out and, like, sir, I would greatly appreciate it if you would accompany me to <laughs> to a fisticuff. He was sounding real UK He sounded like he was from the UK. And I was like, oh, God. I challenge you. I challenge you. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Well, at least he called him out. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if Leon doesn't take this fight If this fight does not come to fruition now They are going To castrate him I'm like I, I wanted to choose uh, a different word But man. I feel like that People will literally Castrate Leon for not fighting Like it's one thing When you lost your opportunity to fight Tyrone Winley Great fine But it's another thing for you to be asking for all these items and you're not fighting while Mm -hmm. other people are constantly fighting around you. That's another thing. You can't, I'm going to be real with you. There's some people who have the luxury to sit around and wait for a title shot to get into their hands. And we know why some of the time, but other time they deserved it, you know, calling home. (laughs) Bit, but I, I would be real. Holly kind of, she became champion. She became champion. She always one win away. So yeah, that, that's yeah, her yeah. situation. But now there's some other people who literally sit and wait for title shots, i.e. Dominic Cruz, one of my favorite fighters of all time. He does that. Oh he does God. that. He literally waits. For, and he gets it. Leon, you can't do that. You can't. You got to fight. And you got to <laughs> fight somebody soon. And I, I, we were joking about him fighting uh, Hamzat, but... <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now I don't think he should take that fight <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah bro yep. there's, there's, it, 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 the risk to reward ratio sure is, is probably the yeah. worst in combat with that fight it, it's just not, it's not worth it because if he beats him people will say oh Hamza he's only had 9 it's fights next. Leon's had X amount of fights and blah 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 and if he loses my god can you imagine uh, well it, it, it it, it, yeah, it, it it would take him. It would take him another five years to get back to contention. <laughs> that that's that's how bad it would it would be. But for me, and I think Leon actually made the right call the weekend. It's the the fight to go for is Colby Covington because Colby's also in this position. If you take away all the um, oh, all, all the extenuating the circumstances surrounding Colby or extenuating factors surrounding Colby. He's in a position where he's just got a win over Tyron Woodley who's now lost his last three and went into obviously went into the fight losing his last two. And this isn't a Tyron Woodley that that starched Robbie Law or a Tyron Woodley that, that dealt with Darren Till. This is a Tyron Woodley who is a shell of himself and who I think after he came out and he said that, oh yeah, I... I mismanaged my money, blah, 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 and I'm just fighting for money. He's just not been the same. I think, I don't think a lot of people have made that connection that Tyron came out and said that. And then obviously, um, made that correlation that he said that, and then his performances haven't, haven't been the best. So, but I think the fight is to go with Colby because obviously winner gets the next title shot when he gets the title shot, Usman or, um, or Gilbert Burns. So, cause Colby, cause Leon needs that big name. Obviously Colby's that big name and Colby, Realistically, I don't like. I don't think you should get a title shot um, after coming back and winning one fight. I don't think so. So, that's the fight for me.
1: Um, I am in full agreement with Kairos. I feel like if Leon Edwards doesn't fight soon, fans are really just gonna forget all about him and whatever influence and power he has with that eight-fight win streak is just going down the toilet if he just doesn't get in there and remind people. Like that he's really good in the dark horse of the division. And I don't know if y'all heard this, but Steven Wonderboy Thompson is also trying to fight him. And I don't think that's yeah. a bad matchup either. And I think he needs to take something. Shemaev, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I think Kobe Covington is a great fight for him. And I think it's the fight that makes the most sense. I just don't think Kobe's going to take it. Um, I did hear that Kobe alluded to fighting Nick Diaz, which is like a, horrible fight and matchup but good for Colby if that happens imagine those two people during a pre-fight build up and whatnot you know and you know he'll racist it right up isn't Nick Diaz kind of Mexican or something he'll find something where he can just you know make this terrible yeah Yeah, so that'll be good for him but Leon has to get in there and get in the mix and I I really think he needs to get (laughs) in there I'm concerned (laughs) wait wait a second did you just say (laughs) racism would be good for (laughs) Colby No, yeah, he can race it on up. Like, he can always find that angle. That's what I mean by that. He races it on up. So. You know Diaz. That's a you know Mexican last name, right? Oh, that's you know
2: he'll, he'll
5: have a ball. i will just uh, have a
2: ball.
5: I'm a just dope. laughing because that's the strangest way I ever heard someone say racism be good for somebody. I, I have never heard. <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm that's laughing. his
1: angle. That's probably like what his team does when they sit down. Like, how can we make this as racist as possible? You know, that's what's working. It seems like so. I wouldn't put it past him to bring that up if he was to fight like a Nick Diaz. You know, all jokes aside. You know, that's where it comes from. But. But mm-hmm. back to Leon, we got to get him in there, fellas. I mean, y'all from the UK, are y'all getting nervous about his like lack of I activity am. here?
0: <laughs> I am, I am. It's it's. When did he when did he fight RDA? I think that was 2019.
1: Was that? Uh, who knows? It
0: was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was last year, but I'm trying to think of what month it was. I think it might have been August or September at the latest. I I I, I can't remember, but. I'm getting nervous now. It, it's it, it was it's a long time. Saturday,
1: and, July twentieth, twenty nineteen. Okay, July twentieth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so gosh! Woo!
0: <laughs> yeah. Woo-cha. So we're talking. We're talking what? Fifteen months? Yeah. basically. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's
1: time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not fifteen months. About fourteen months or what have you. But yeah, he, he, Leon needs to take a fight. Obviously, like Leon's in the position where nobody really wants to fight him in the division yeah. which which sucks it's not as if he hasn't been campaigning for fights or what have you he has been campaigning for fights and obviously he had the fight against tyron Woodley get booked and obviously we know how, how, how the whole covert situation screwed that up but now if he, he's he's in the position where like if, if the ufc could offer him someone outside the top five and he might have to take it but if he was to like if he was to decision them or whatever, put on a dominant performance, he'd still have to get another win. Like do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 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 not looking good for Leon at this moment in time. He needs to, he needs to. Mike, dare I even say it? Right? Dare I even say it? Fabian Edwards will probably get a title shot before Leon. Uh,
1: that might happen.
3: <laughs> it's funny you keep calling. I, I I keep hearing everybody calling him Leon. It's leprosy, Leprosy Edwards Nobody wants to stand next <laughs> to him Nobody <laughs> no. wants it I wasn't Look, ready how many, t- how many times has he reached out to Woodley For the fight? No, turned it down How many times has he called out Covington? No, turned it down Street Jesus turned it down. The only person who's actually reaching out towards him right now is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who initially, remember this, who initially said, no, thank you. That does nothing for me. This is the state of play. Leprosy Edwards, nobody (laughs) wants that. (laughs) Ah, Nobody wants that. And that's why I'm saying we're now in a situation where somebody has actually turned on their heels and said, okay, yeah, all right, then I'll have that. That is the fight to make, and that is the fight. Trust me, that's the fight that will be made because it's the only one on the table right now.
1: Yeah, and Leon needs to jump on that man back and be like, Dana, we want to fight, we want to fight, we want to fight. Like, I hope he's not like, you know, no, not Steven. (laughs) Like, sir, you can't do that right now. Sit down and fight that man.
0: (laughs) They're both managed by the same team by Paradigm, so the fight would be pretty easy to make, to be honest. And I think it could be made just over just a group call or a whatsapp message you know <laughs> what i mean but but yeah he needs to fight you too. expect that he fight really
1: to does. be exciting though y'all
5: mm. i'm picking yes. wonder boy but oh, i don't think yes. he's taking the fight i went through his oh, like yeah, tweets yeah, i went I, through his I, like I, tweets he was liking all the comments <laughs> about leon shouldn't have to take this fight bro oh, i'm like oh so hell he's, he's bro, not feeling you, it he's then. liking all he's them tweets i'm like bro it. don't you know we can see this oh, like what <laughs> he's not feeling it so i'm like bro are you crazy <laughs> and someone someone tweeted it and then deleted it and i was about to be a jerk and like screenshot it and it. So i was like i'm gonna let this man live. We gonna i'm just gonna let leon do what he does but i don't Facts. think he's gonna take that fight yeah. and he's gonna turn into santiago pons nebio pons nebio is on like a six they, fight seven fight maybe eight fight they did it to streak. a son too years me and mike like used to be like man no
1: they more. might have sunsail um, um, leon edwards up. for a while we were saying that You know, like they're going to do that to him, too. Like, I don't know why Leon's really holding on to this eight fight win streak so hard. Like, you are not a Devo. You are not a Devo. You don't have that pull. You got to fight Stephen Thompson.
3: Speaking of Edwards and uh, getting back in the cage, we've got Fabian Edwards on this week's episode because... Fabian Edwards clashes Costello Van Steenis live on Channel 5 if you're based in the UK. And I think it's only right that we segue into that interview right now. If Costello hits me back and says that he's up for jumping in the interview
4: uh,
3: at the same time as you, are you going to be up for that? I mean, literally, I've I've, I've just, just messaged him literally four minutes ago. So to be fair to him, he's not had a chance to respond yet. Alright uh, then, just let me know then. Alright, okay. Uh, Alright, well, you know, first off, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just looking for beef, but it seemed like this card is full of beef. I tell you, first off, there's <laughs> you obviously, and Costello Banzinus. There's your um, your your previous beef with Mike Shipman. He's uh, he's walking mm-hmm. about surely the hotel or wherever you guys are staying, but yeah. also there's um, there's a uh, one list versus. Um, What's the guy's name again, uh, oh, um, Alfie Alfie Davis. Yeah, because obviously that there's the kind of like friction that happened between your camp and um, London Shoot, and it looks like Oneless is uh, or Akon Wanless is representing your camp, and obviously you know he's representing or Alfie's representing um, London Shoot. Am I reading too much into this, or well, there's no beef at all? Uh, no, we don't like
4: them boys. I uh, I don't like them boys. Anyways, I can say that. You know what? I mean? what, what is like the I said, what is the beef
3: there? What why? How come nah, you I, you got you
4: got beef for them? Nah, I just it's to be honest, apart from the um the shipment thing, the way I see it is if your teammate's fighting someone, you don't need to take it upon yourself to to make it your problem. You know what I mean? So I felt like a few of them have made it their problem when I was fighting shipment. So that's when I see that team. I don't really, I don't, I'm not showing no respect to that team.
3: When you say take it upon themselves to, to get involved, what, what do you mean? Is it something that they said or just an attitude, no, no, Is it an aura? It
4: just the, the act, you know, because before we was fighting and all of that, uh, you know, if you see them around, they'll say hello yeah. and all of that stuff there. Yeah. And <clears throat> ever since when the fight happened or before the fight happened, everyone's walk around thinking they're solid. So it's, it's just keep that same energy. And I mean, I'm not really one, for. So. To beg to friends, anyways, I'm, I'm 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 solid with my team, so that's
3: alright. Okay. Well, it's been a long time in coming. You've obviously had a, a little bit of a false start that you were supposed to have faced, <clears throat> um earlier on in the year. Now, t- to you, was that much of a hindrance having that kind of like full start, or is this giving you a lot of time to work on your tools? What 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 what? Where's your mind at with this?
4: Now, my mind is, it's a perfect time, you know. Um, I've just been working, so th- that's it. You know, um, I never took my my off to gas pedal. Mm. When they said the fight was off, I I expected, anyways, from honest, because as soon as all the lockdown rules started happening and my brother's fight was cancelled, I I expected it. So I just made sure I stayed working and, and improving. And I, I was on Saturday, I get to show that.
3: Now in in the time that you've been off I mean we've seen some tumultuous times um social unrest basically underpinned by police brutality I mean you can call it what you want you you can you can label it under black lives matter but essentially there's been unrest because of police brutality not just in the states but you know here as well people are making their voices known um for the longest <clears throat> while and it's more public now how yeah. how vocal have you been i mean were you attending any of the marches were you attending any of your rallies
4: yeah me and my brother and a few of the guys from the gym attended the one that was on in Birmingham. you know what i mean so yeah we we're showing our support to the whole cause and everything
3: And, you know, for you, the cause, like I say, at its heart, it's really about being respected as a human being. But also for me, it's about, you know, the undue attention that the police give black males, typically around your age, actually. I mean, your age and younger. So just from your own personal experience, does, does the struggle actually reflect what you've been through as well?
4: Yeah, I've, I've experienced it. You know, what I mean, like I've I've i my first ever criminal record from doing nothing, and I'm talking about not even being around, just walking. You know, what I mean, I've I've been walking through the through the park, and and um, officers run up to me and accuse me of stuff. Like, I didn't even know what happened. I was just trying to get home from school. So, you know, um, whether that was a racial thing or not, but I've seen I've seen that happen to me, and my friends, over time and time over again. So it's um. It's a thing that's been going on for a long time, and my family's experienced it, and people around me's experienced it. I find it crazy how people, how people are trying to like, how people, are tra- how much people are trying to go against it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah,
4: it's it's crazy how how many people are trying to go against it.
3: Now, you know, not meaning to drag up old wounds, but you said that they accused you of something that you didn't do and then you suddenly found yourself with a criminal record. That seems yeah. a bit of a jump. I mean, just, just walk me through <laughs> that, that scenario because I'm baffled how, how you've gone from A to, to Z,
4: basically. That <laughs> nah, was a big jump. Um, yeah. Nah, so I was, walking, I was walking home from school and um, literally just got to, trying to get home. And the PCSOs or something like that Yes. Yeah, right. ran up to us and said, um, you smashed the window? Vandalism, and I was like, What, what are you on about? I've just left school. So he's like, No, nah, you did. But obviously, I, I was like, Okay, then ring, ring, the, ring, the, like, ring the actual real police. Yeah, they, they've came, they've arrested me, um, took me in. After after doing the interview, my mom's like, they've sat to my mom and they said, Okay, if he admits to it, then we give them we let him off. But what? at the time, I didn't know how the justice system works, so I was like. I'm not agreeing to because I never done it. You know what I mean. So I just thought the truth will come out because I haven't done anything, and and I like and I get let go. But now nah, instead I got I got hit with a five hundred pound fine, What? and six months month probation. That's the first time I've ever spoken to a police officer as so. well. You know what I mean. So it was um yeah. So if I knew uh... if I, if, I, if I had a justice system like I would have I would have fucking done it because I would have got off with nothing. You know what I mean? Wow i would have, I would have asked like three for it, so it's um yeah it's, it's my day works
3: that is unreal. I mean, one of the focuses again over the last few months just before lockdown yeah. was you know the the disproportionate number of again black males um falling to knife crime and uh youth violence basically H- How much have you been involved in um you know making your voice heard because I've seen, you know, obviously a, a lot of the um, press was actually around your brother and Jimmy Manuel and I yeah. believe it was Darren Till. But um, I didn't see much. Um, well, I didn't, didn't see your take on it.
4: Yeah. Now it's um I've I've got a I've got a friend and he who started a um he started a business like where it he helps kids in school. So I've been having a chat with him. To see, he's he's asking to come into school and speak, but obviously the old um the old COVID thing and all of that, yeah, you know um I stopped it. So he's asked me a few times to come into school and, and speak about my experiences and, and see if he could understand some of these kids. You know what I mean? Because I I grew up around I grew up around all of that. I mean, like all the life and stuff like that and stuff. So it's um it's sometimes hard to, it's sometimes hard to understand. I try, to, I try to explain to people because some people some people they come from good backgrounds and they still want to pick up that sort of stuff you know what I mean it's hard to like sometimes explain it so it's it's, it's giving them the option that that's not the only route you can go down you know what I mean
2: yeah whereas,
4: whereas some people feel like this is the only route this is the only route I can take nothing they don't have opportunities like there
3: See, in the past, I've worked with uh, young offenders and people who've basically been excluded from school in pupil, uh, pupil referral units. And one of the recurring themes that, you know, a lot of the black males I used to speak to, it was not just fear, but it was protection. They're not going out to commit crime. They're not going out to stab people. They're doing it. They're carrying a knife to prevent in their eyes, themselves from being stabbed. Is that your kind of like understanding? Is that how you see things as
4: well? Uh, yeah, in some of the, some of the cases, but I I, I couldn't really see it and say, you know what, that's that's for that's for you know what I mean. That's that's just for everyone. Um, in some of the cases, yeah, but there's other cases where people pick up badness because they don't know know better. You know what I mean? Like no one's educating them out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so they're picking up the badness and they don't really understand why they're doing it because it's made out to them that this is the cool thing so you need more I just like you just need more inspirational people around them whether that's in the community you know it's like in, in the black community a lot of it's like a lot of the wrong people or influential like all the rappers and that I listen to all the rap music mm. but when, when we got people rapping about doing the badness that's going to influence some of the kids so you need people that's going to talking about businesses and how to get into that and and, and more positive things.
3: I hear that. I hear that, definitely. Now, fast-forwarding now, um, you know me, I I don't like to have the conventional questions. I like to kind of, like,
4: (laughs) go a little bit
3: deeper. (laughs) Because, you know, we could talk about your fight camp and give you no. all the the the, <clears throat> the, the, the usual um, shitty questions or we can talk about yeah. things which really matter to you and I and people who are listening to this. But, yeah. you know, inevitably we have to kind of like turn towards September the 26th when you take on Costello van Steenis. Now, just before we go any further, the, a, a victory here, would it be more sweeter than the victory over Mike Shipman or is this one the one where you kind of like you feel you've landed?
4: Ah, uh, no, Um, I think. Yeah, I think this one would be a bit more. Uh, nah, it depends. How i finish him on Saturday. Right. You know. Um. That, that's all. That's all, It depends. If I knock him out and I did a knock and I haven't and I have knocked Shipman out, then he wouldn't. But this is this is a bigger fight for me than the shipment fight mm. in terms of. Wait to get my career, you know. Um, after this fight, I'm like one or two fights away from my world title. Wow, you know. So it's um, it's a, it's a big, it's a big fight. I don't really, I mean, I don't really like put that sort of pressure on, me, but I know it's a big fight. So yeah.
3: So. In, in terms of Van Steenis himself, I know that you know for the longest while you were calling for him and now that you've got him, I mean, yeah. is there any animosity between you two? Because I, I, I've never heard you say anything good about him. You, you've, you've not really been complimentary about any of your opponents, but, but <laughs> <laughs> I have
4: not heard a good word from you about Van Steenis. Nah, it's I'm it is. I'm, no, I'm never going to have a good word about
3: any of my opponents, you know,
4: um, but, but tell a lie. If it does if, if they do good things,
2: yeah.
4: I have to be honest so, You say, no, know, actually, he's good in that area, in that area. You know, um, I just see him as a standard fighter. You know, like he's game, he's young, he's athletic, but I've got am all of those things as well. So <clears throat> I just see him as a standard fighter. He's not tricky. He's not gonna come and and, 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 and manoeuvre into into shots. He's gonna come and throw deliberate hard shots. Which I see that in the gym. I spar people on a day-to-day, so it's nothing new to me. I didn't have to bring no one in. I didn't have to bring anyone in to to mimic his style because he's a straightforward fighter.
3: Right. Now, final question. Now, for me, um, looking at this, you've obviously got a common opponent in the past. Now, I know you're going to get asked this over and over again um, in the coming days, that's why I thought I'd get in this interview before, you know, the deluge starts. But it's an inevitable question that's going to come up. Edwards, um, sorry, um, Mike Shipman actually dis- was destroyed by Van Steenis. Was actually KO'd by Van Steenis. Yeah. Now yourself, you know, um, you haven't actually dealt with. You know, um, Mike, in devastating fashion. Does that kind of like haunt you somewhat, given what he's done to a previous opponent of yours? <laughs> not one bit. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, honestly, like not, not one bit. Yeah, you know I mean, um, him doing what he done to Shipman didn't make me think, ah, oh, fucking up.
2: Yeah. And and like and then obviously,
4: and all of that. Nah, it's not one bit at all. Um, the the shot I caught Shipman with. It was a nice little cheeky elbow in the clinch, but then again, it wasn't some strut that I thought, oh, fucking hell, that that was a sick setup. You know what I mean? I, I didn't look at it and, and saw it as that was really tricky. That was just a very silly mistake from Shipment. so that, that's what I see it as. That's not yeah. bothering me one bit.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Well, it
3: goes down this Saturday, the 26th, live on Channel 5 for UK viewers. Fabian Edwards versus Costello Van Stienis. Fabian Edwards, 9-0. and 0, And Costello Van Stienis, twelve 12-2. You know, before you go, I know that I said that was the last question, but I think it'd be kind of remiss of me not to ask you this. With all the um, denials of title shots for... Um, Leon Edwards and this yeah. this uh, this new upstart um, Kamzat Chimaev on the horizon <laughs> who is taking on all comers and is is, is basically destroying people is yeah. that someone that you would like to see um, Leon face at some point
4: at some point but look, I'm not here because the, guy, the, the kids in not good but yeah. but you have to look at who the kids for you know what I mean so I don't I don't care what anyone says like if you're putting up a top wrestler against people that can't wrestle, you're gonna fucking have wrestler You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what's going to happen. He's gonna, you know what I mean? Like if I see him against a top opponent, i be like, okay, fair play. But I like, know respect to the guys, but his wrestling a lot more superior than these guys. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, Phillips got zero wrestling.
2: Mm.
4: You know, Niki's um, got a lot of, and and this next guy, Jared, a Jared, I don't know what his name is, nothing. You know what I mean? The last guy he got smoked, he never had anything. So, he's, he's doing good. He's doing great. So, i love to see where he goes. And obviously, if he, if he moves himself up the rankings, he deserves to fight the likes of the top five and top ten. But that's just a thing that will come down, down the line. I find it mad that people are actually <laughs> talking about him fighting like top fives when he's only had <laughs> like three fights. But that's how the game goes. <laughs> that's how the game goes. You have two performances, three performances. And everyone says you're the gold, so that's yeah. how MMA goes.
3: But to be fair, I mean those performances have been. Stunning oh no, at. they've been great. They've yeah. Been great. Like, yeah, they've
4: been they've been dominant. He's he gone in there. I think he took no punches. I mean, they've been dominant performances, but to say he's ready for a top five, don't ruin the kid's career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't don't ruin his career. Fucking up. Yeah, let him work his way up.
3: So, who's next for, for Leon, though? I mean, talk about, you know, the, the, the stepchild, the, the person who doesn't get invited to the dance.
4: Yeah. <laughs> talk about who? Leon? Yeah. It's, it's a it's, it's a, it's a weird one because it's like, you, you get into the game, you think, okay, top guys fight the top guys. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but that's not always the case because you got top guys journeyman asked him to fight another journeyman but he's, <laughs> but he's got but he's got a number three guy right there you know you know you know, a number three guy with a back story that would make perfect sense yeah to fight him right there but he's trying to go around to fight the journeyman that Mm-mm. he batted for, for three rounds you know it's, it's it's crazy that people actually <laughs> want that fight. But it, um, I get his angle. I get his angle. He probably ain't got a lot, a lot of years left in the sport and you want to cash in, you know. um, So I get what you're trying to do. you trying to cash in, trying to ride the hype a bit more so you don't... so you can earn. But it's just making the sport look, look silly. It's top fighters are meant to fight top fighters, five, top five, top five, especially if in the top five, you're all meant to fight each other.
3: I hear you. I hear you.
4: Well... It looks
3: as though you're going to go back to the gym now and uh, prepare for Saturday because um, Costello Van Stienis hasn't called me back, so he doesn't look like he'll be joining us uh, on he this dead. one. Yeah, That boy's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with Leon taking the cams at Shemaya. It's, it's too... It's I had too, to ask, man. I had to ask. Uh, no, no, of course. You, you, you've, you've got to ask. And, uh, and I mean... Like you're putting forward the matchup that would put his brother on, put his brother further on the map and would get, him, get him the fight that he wants. Mm. But at this moment in time, like the risk to reward ratio, it's just not good enough. It's like, it's, it, it's, if. Hamzat is he even ranked? Is he even ranked at well right now? No. I don't think he is. No, he's not. I, I I don't think he is. So can you imagine if he like if Leon was to lose that fight to an it's unranked guy after going on an eight <laughs> yes. fight win streak? Man, that oh, it 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 would do it would do irreparable damage. It would do irreparable damage. It it could even be it could even be a situation where Leon's piecing him up for for four uh, for Four rounds and four minutes and fifty nine seconds. Hans lines a one hit or quitter, and then everybody will just forget <laughs> about it. And every, yeah, everybody will um, just forget, and they'll be like, "Okay, he, you lost I, to that unranked guy. You you were never that good." The, um,
1: I'm a little bit out of shape, so I got quiet. I'm down, but yeah, I think um I think Israel is going to exploit Paulo Costa because I think Paulo has the mm. perfect style for Israel to hit all those angles and for him to counter him, and I think it's no, going to happen. It's all nothing. Right. It's not, but like, I don't and, think. That it's going to be like what Jasanga said. I think it is going to go to decision because I think Paolo's that tough. I was really impressed with his last outing with Yo, Yo Romero, and I think what we're going to see exactly, is something man. similar I, to the I, Kevin I mean, fight. I just think like, we see a war. But that, Izzy wins. that right hand and that he landed on Jeremy's Gerald
0: Gerald shirt—that was That's just That's a just thing me. of beauty. It was That's a thing me. of beauty, man. It just like the speed and like, <laughs> like the, the double fake with the jab, and then just bang. Like and. I, I'm a big fan of Gerald Me as well too. and I,
3: I I I, I don't know
0: yeah. was I the only one who, who thought that he froze kind of? Do you know what I mean? Or that he was re- reluctant because Hamza immediately took the centre of the octagon and had him on, on the back foot and given the fact that he felt so disrespected and he was adamant that the UFC were overlooking him by booking the Damian Meyer fight, I expected
3: him to take the fight to Hamza. Speaking of huge accomplishments though, I mean Someone's oh, it's got to go. UFC 253. Mm. Have I got this right? Yes, you do, man. (laughs) (laughs) This time, UFC 253, Israel Adesanya versus Perla Costa goes down this Saturday. Uh, Well, for us, it'll be Sunday when it actually rolls around in the UK. But um, that I can't actually wait to see. I've I've got money on Israel Adesanya coming up, Trump's here. I just can't see... Um, Palacosta's gas tank lasting past a second plus I think those muscles are going to gas him out plus I just think that Israel's too wily too slick and too unpredictable in terms of rhythm that um, I think it's going to be Israel Adesanya who uh, lifts that belt again and still
0: it's not going it's not going to to the judges 100% this fight is not going to the judges Mm -hmm. I for one I think I think Izzy's going to win the fight in the third i think it's gonna be a tk on the third i think yeah i think paulo will be a bit conservative to to begin with like he'll come forward he'll come he'll, he'll throw a few heavy shots but he's not just gonna put his uh, pedal to the metal just and just go for it for, go for broke for, to begin with he's going to be cons- uh, conservative because again this is his first five round fight which mm-hmm. uh well I- i'm surprised that ufc gave him didn't book him in a in a a main event beforehand so i think he's going to be cautious round one towards the end of round one he'll explode a bit second round he'll be fully amped up third round he'll be there right for the taking
3: so that's Um, two for israel
1: are we doing push-ups
3: on this i'm
1: down (laughs) i'm a little bit out of shape so i got quiet i'm down but yeah i think um I think Israel is going to exploit Paulo Costa because I think Paulo has the perfect style for Israel to hit all those angles and for him to counter mm-hmm. him. And I think it's going to happen all night. But I don't think that it's going to be like what Jasanga said. I think it is going to go to decision because I think Paulo's that tough. I was really impressed with his last outing with Yo, Yo Romero. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're going to see is something similar to the Kevin Gastelum fight. I just think we see a war, but Izzy wins. But I don't think Ooh. they're going to knock each other out. That's just, that's oh. just me.
5: I think he knocks him the fuck out, and I think the rob. I think the, I think what's gonna happen is I think Paul is gonna come out there round one smoking. I feel like he's gonna come out there and land. He's gonna throw at least like fifty to sixty shots in that first round. He probably might land like thirty or forty of them. But the second round, he's gonna maintain that, and then he'll start to dwindle after that. The third round, Israel will start to take over. Fourth round, he pieces him up and finishes him. Like, everyone is always bringing up the, you guys say that it's going to be an easy fight against Kostin. They always show the Uriah Hall clip where he literally hits Uriah Hall in the nuts, like, five times. And then he, they don't show Uriah Hall dropping yeah. that fool and hurt. Like, let Israel drop you. Let Israel drop you. It's going to be different. Let Israel touch you as much as Uriah was touched. I'm... T- Israel's going right. to hurt that man. It's going to be competitive for the first probably five <laughs> yeah. to like nine minutes. But I'm telling you, after Paulo mm-hmm. pushes too hard, because you can't keep that pace for 25. We've seen him drop against Joel going 15. And Joel yeah. co- could have won that fight if he wasn't like inactive. I'm telling you, he's going to blow his load and it's going to be wraps mm-hmm. for him.
0: Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see, obviously, how Israel circles away from the pressure of Costa. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see i i am not I'm not even concerned to, like, as much about Israel's chin being able to take shots look we know paolo it hits it, hits, it like he he hits really hard it's the body it's the body. Mm-hmm. will he be able to take those cumulative shots where then eventually he's gonna have to put his arms down to protect his body and then right. i mean you hit the hit the body to to free up the head so
1: Right. And I mean, you know Paulo likes those head kicks. He saw him hit it with a uh, yo.
0: Yeah, that was a beautiful yeah. head kick. Yeah, yes. that that was.
1: And he likes to, you know, convince the opponent that he's going for like, you know, like he's feeling you out and next thing you know, he throws up a head kick. And I do agree with you, Chisanga. I think it's going to be somewhat of a war. But yeah. I just don't think it's as easy as people think. I do think Paulo's pretty good and has a decent gas tank. I just think Israel pieces him up all night. Paolo just looked like the tattoo just not going down, though. No. You know, he talked all yeah. this shit. He's in the best shape of his life. I think he's going to give it a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm excited, as you can tell.
0: Mike, have you seen this news about Cage Warriors the trilogy? This happened.
3: What what news? Uh, six I, I fights mean, are off. Wow,
0: six Ooh. fights are off.
3: I, yeah. I, I can't say I've been been paying much attention to uh, the fights as. Um, TV are actually non-credentialed uh, for the last <laughs> five years from uh, Cage Warriors, so it's not a promotion which um, I actually, you know, keep a keen eye on. To be honest with you, so no, I hadn't seen the news.
0: Yeah, but the, the well, e- even the the big fight at the weekend, the Morgan Charrier fight, that's been cancelled, and I I, f- I feel for him because prior to this whole COVID thing, I think Charrier if he if he'd won his next fight, then he'd be in the UFC. So.
3: It's a shame. Just, it's a shame. Just imagine in a few weeks' time we see Charier rock up on Ballatil Paris. Oh How do you like them apples? <laughs> I, I know you do <laughs> I know you gonna like it if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Well, oh god. Just before we go, every single aspect of what we've discussed here, we are very happy to talk Uh, amicably about on our social media you can get me at mike woe tv on twitter how about you guys
1: i am at g spot mma kairos
3: Uh, kairos mma
5: k-a-i-r-o-s
3: and chisanga and you can
0: find me at chisanga underscore malata on twitter
3: well, I have to say, this has been a very passionate episode. I've really, really enjoyed <laughs> uh, running around these issues, and uh, I'm really hoping that um, they do continue online. But um, we've got a wicked weekend of fights coming up, and uh, no doubt we'll be back well, myself and G will be back on Sunday, but we, the uh, four musketeers, will be back next Thursday uh, with Shots 5 <laughs> up Separate the wheat from the oppsah. Leak hard to creep down Brooklyn Street. It's on again. Stop all that bitter